The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for another Cowboys storyline edition. It's Monday afternoon here as the Cowboys are done with the preseason. We've got one week to go until it's game week, and then all bullets are flying at that point. In week one, we'll start Cowboys and Giants talk. Uh, but we've had some storylines here in the neck in the last uh, 48 hours, 72 hours, the entire weekend. It was one of the craziest uh preseason finales that I can remember in a long time and uh, a lot a lot of things to to discuss and let's just get right to it I mean the trade uh, for Trey Lance caught me by surprise I it caught I think everybody a little bit by surprise even the Cowboys to the to the extent of they they said or Jerry said we didn't want to get off the phone uh, with the 49ers they were they were fine with the compensation Um that's probably the one thing that that any fan or or any critic of the trade would would say is that the Cowboys maybe gave up too much for a quarterback that who knows how that's going to turn out but that's kind of what you do right i mean that's that's what you you always do is you is you you try to project what you think you can get out of the player and and then you do that when when he's a rookie you do that when you're trading for someone so um me personally, I'll just I'll just throw my two cents. I have a story on the website. May still be on the right side of our of our news. We have so much going on, but it basically was a column that said, "Here's five reasons to like this move." And um, I wrote it during the game, which is always fun to do on a preseason game. But um, you can get away with that in the four, in the third preseason game. I some of the reasons there. It's just it, it's a. It's a free look. I say free. It, you have to take his contract, but it's a look of a guy that was a top f- top three pick overall. Should he have been picked third overall? Probably not. Probably not. But he was. He's he's got some talent. I think the Cowboys had pretty high grade on him. I don't know if it was a first round, maybe a second, but you know they 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 saw the the talent as well, and they wanted to develop a young quarterback. And you can do that when you have. Um, you know, you have Dak Prescott, you have Cooper Rush, and here's a chance to do that. Think of it like this. Think of it as Dak is going to be the quarterback next year, nothing changes, and they want to draft a quarterback. They say they want to take one, an athletic guy that needs work in the fourth round. So that's what they did. Instead of getting him next year, you get him this year, and he gets to develop all year, be on the scout team, learn from the room, and maybe he plays some. I mean, they hope not, but he could. And so next year, he's your guy. Now, he's at $4.5 million. So I think the goal would be for him to be the backup quarterback next season. Um, Cooper Rush's contract would probably be around that. I think at that point, the cap hit's going to be around three to four million. If, if they can switch that out, you know, and, and he's the backup next year, that's what you're paying for a backup quarterback, one that, that has a lot of upside. That's, that's what I'm thinking there. And you're doing it for a fourth round pick. So I um I think it's a it was a good move. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I thought they might trade for something that might help them more this year, but that's what they chose to do and I'm I'm all good with that. So 
Um, that's that's one of the big storylines. I would imagine some of the questions uh, and 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 calls. Hopefully, we get some calls here. One eight 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 five five two two nine seven. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you think about the trade. Uh, also, in the text line eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. We've got some text messages already rolling in there, um, so we can we can kind of get to that. Uh, let's see if I can get one on this Dax future. Um, Actually, I'll come back to that in a little bit. This was more about awesome Richards. Let's go back. Let's go back to the, some of the storylines. Obviously, the the another big one will be the the cuts that uh, happen tomorrow. The Cowboys will get down to fifty three players by three p.m. on Tuesday. Um, it won't won't be straight cuts. I think what ninety to fifty three. Uh, there'll be you know that's what. 37 guys mostly will be cuts there will be some that you know like ronald jones goes to suspension list um we'll see what they do with josh ball looks like he could be out for um an extended period of time the interesting thing there if you're not familiar with the rules is that if if you can put a guy on on um injured reserve to return but he's got to be on the roster for one day so if they decide they want to keep Josh Ball, it, uh, the availability for him to come back at some point, then he does have to be on the roster for a day. To do that, you you probably will cut some, a, a vested veteran that you feel confident you can get back or you have an agreement with. They've done that in the past with with um, long snapper uh, Jake McQuaid and C.J. Goodwin. Um, you could do that again with the long snapper Trent Sieg and, and maybe C.J. Goodwin again. Um, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to get Josh Ball and make sure that he would be a guy that, that could come back after his injury, uh, looks like he has like a hip uh, strain there uh, that's going to be out reportedly maybe two months. We'll see what Mike McCarthy says uh, in his uh, press conference today. So uh, roster cuts, you know, Brandon Aubrey, does he make the team as the kicker? I think he does. I think he's done what you've asked him to do. Um, w- would like to have seen a little bit more. I want to see the mid-range kicks. Um, you know, he, he missed a f- uh, an extra point. He's missed a 59-yarder. He's made a 59-yarder. That's that is not what 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 will define you as a kicker though. What defines you as a kicker is can you make a forty four yard field goal on the road? Can you can you make all your extra points? Can you do those type of things? And he didn't get a chance to see that. Um, but I don't think they're going. I think they're going to make the move and, and keep him. Um, now, what's what's the leash look like? Probably not that long for him. I would think uh, if he struggles. Even in the first game, I think they would probably find another option. I mean, that's just kind of where it is. That's what you can do at kicker. You don't have there's no playbook to learn. You just come in and and you kick. So um, I do think that that he he will be the guy that goes to New York. I, I don't see that happening. Um, them them making a move right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that he'll be here forever. I mean, that's that's the nature of the of that position there uh, at kicker. So. Okay, let's let's move on to um, questions. Um, trying to find a, a question here about Dak. Um, he says, I had, "This one's from Dan from Philly." He says, "On Lance, it's a fourth round flyer, just like Dak was years ago." True. I mean, fourth round—that's what the fourth round is. I, I think that position in the round is is always that way. I mean, it's it's always. It's the one round that seems like you can get really, really great players, and you also can get busts. It happens in all the rounds, third round, second round, but it just seems like the the, the high to low 
is is none greater than the fourth round. And because I went back and looked at, at fourth round picks, and there have been some good ones. I mean, you think about the last four franchise tags the Cowboys have given out are are to fourth round picks: Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, Dak Prescott twice. So, yes, good good players uh, in the fourth round. Charles Tapper was also a fourth round pick drafted ahead of Dak that year. B.W. Webb, um, Dorrance Armstrong, good you know, r- really good player. I mean, it it. For every for every Dak, there's a Charles Tapper, and that's what you're doing here in the fourth round. I mean, maybe maybe this quarterback is going to be a, you know a, a really good player. Maybe it doesn't pan out. They got to figure out a fifth year option on him and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was just worth trying. And and Jerry said it the other day. I mean, he said they try this plan a lot. They tried it with, um, they try to do it as much as they can. They were going to draft Jalen Hurts. Um, what was it? Three years ago, they were going to draft him um, in probably the third round or so. Dak, that had nothing to do with Dak. They just they wanted to develop young quarterbacks. They really liked him. They probably weren't going to do it in the second. They were probably going to wait to the third, maybe the fourth. He didn't last that long, obviously. And now we all know that he's he's one of the biggest um, you know uh, pains in the Cowboys' side right now because that they're going to have to deal with him. And he's a great player, and they liked him. And not sure what that would have meant for for Dak and all that, but they did. Uh, they they they've done this plan a lot. This other question that Dan uh, from Philly had was: Does Simi Fajoko, Bohanna Cox, and Joseph survive Cut Day? Just going straight in on it, right? Um, all four of them? No, no. I'll just answer that. Do they all four together as a group? No, they don't all four make it. Um, each guy: Simi Fajoko, Bohanna Cox, and Joseph. I think if I and someone asked me the other day if I was going to do a 53 man projection and that probably takes the whole show and I figured with all the news happening I wouldn't do that. It's not going to have a long shelf life because news will start trickling out some today, maybe tomorrow. Um, if I were to do a 53 man projection of what I would do right now, Simi Fajoko, Bohanna, Cox, and Joseph, neither of those four would make the team for me. Um, maybe Jabril Cox, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm hearing that that's going to be a close one. I mean, the thing about him, he didn't really do a whole lot, didn't make a lot of plays this year, but it's a thin position at linebacker, so you better have you better have some some other option if it's not going to be from him. So uh, we'll we'll see how how that how that happens uh, with the, with the cuts next or tomorrow. But of those four guys, no, I don't I don't see that happening. Uh, but there's always going to be some surprises, so we'll see we'll see what happens there. All right. Um, Let's go with uh, Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas is from Jay Hen. Is what stat line for Deuce Vaughn would you consider a good return on investment for keeping him on the fifty-three man roster this year? What stat line? You don't need a stat line, honestly. I I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think you have to justify it that way. Is he a playmaker that that other teams have to account for? Um, if if he is, if he's a guy that you're like, okay, watch this guy, watch watch Vaughn. They'd like to do this with him and this, and uh, he he's tough to find and locate. And when he does, he can make plays and all that. And if if he's if he's that guy, then that's good enough. That's what you need. That's what this team needs. They need players that can that can make plays. Um, you can throw any kind of stats you want on there, but uh, uh, just just be a guy that that the other teams are are worrying about. If he's that. 
then that's good enough. He'll make he'll, the stats will come. The stats will be there. But if he's somebody that you can pair up with Tony Pollard and he can line him out and do some do some things, then whatever he is, if he's on the field and he's playing, if he's good enough to be a guy you put on offense, that's good enough for me. All right, let's go. Let's take a, a quick break, real quick, and uh, let me figure out some of these uh, questions on the text line. I'd love to hear from you. One eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We'll be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to the second half of Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman, and we are going through the questions here on the text inbox and got the open phone lines, 1-888-855-2297. Let me know what you think about the Trey Lance move, you like you like it? Hate it? Like I really don't understand anyone that would hate it. Uh, I just think you know it's there's there's you know, anything the Cowboys do, you can either you know like it, love it, whatever, um, and, and they get criticized for it. But in this case, you know you, you're just trying to you're not only looking at this year. See, that's that's what I think a lot of people do get caught up on is they're thinking, all right, how are we going to do this year? How are we going to beat the Giants? All this kind of stuff, which is what the Cowboys are focused on. But you also, you, you, you're not going to ignore situations of, you know, can can we get better down the road? Can this be a guy, would this be worth it to to take a flyer on, on this guy and see if, if, if Trey Lance can, you know, can figure it out in, in Dallas? And, and uh, you know, he's been injured a little bit. Um, I think he's going to be able to help on the scout team this year. You know, and that's he's an athletic quarterback. They're going to face some athletic quarterbacks as well, so that that's a plus for this year. Plus, he'll he'll learn, he'll get better. Does he play in games? Who knows? Now, there's also been a lot of talk too about 
Jerry and 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 talking to Dak about this move. And um, I got asked on the radio this morning when I uh, 105.3 of the fan in Dallas get asked about where I fall on that. And I think it's a tricky one because on one hand, yes, Jerry, he's the GM. He's the owner and GM. He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to ask anybody's uh, opinion on this. And and especially when you're trying to do something quickly, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, have a competitive disadvantage. And you got him on the phone. Let's let's you know get it done. Um, so I, I can definitely see that point. But let's not forget that Dak does get treated differently. They they ask him to go look at players in the draft, receivers. He he talked to Jalen Tolbert before they even drafted him. He they want his opinion and evaluate these guys. He was calling plays the other night. That's not what coach. I mean, quarterbacks have to do all the time when they're not playing in the game. So my point is, is they do value his opinion. So in this particular case, they didn't do it. That's fine. But also. I wouldn't just stop it cold on he's the GM. He can do what he wants because they do ask Dak's opinion there. So I don't know if Dak was upset by that. He was definitely not feeling great the other night He after the game. Uh, he, he wasn't in uh, in his, his best mood. I think it had more to do with Will Greer than, uh, than anybody else. All right, let's go to uh, a question here from Kevin from Woodbridge, Virginia. He said, why is everyone getting so worked up about this trade? Trey is here. Sit and learn. Think of Jordan Love sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. He's got three years potentially left on his rookie deal. He cost us a fourth-round pick. This is a good thing. If Dak responds the way Aaron responded to Love, uh, all of this, well, it will be for good TV chatter and nothing more. Let's hope Dak doesn't respond like Aaron Rodgers did. Let's let's hope that that doesn't happen because that was messy, and then now he's sitting with someone else uh, with the Jets. I mean, I don't... I don't know if this Jordan Love comparison is really a good one. I get the point about guys waiting, but is Jordan Love good? Like, I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out. Um, I have a feeling that the Packers will not be as good as the Jets. So that probably, I mean, I, I, what I'm saying is I think Aaron Rodgers still has something left and they're moving on and I get it, you have to move on. Um, but I don't know if this is if this is a good, if that's a good comparison. Yes, Players take time to learn and, and get better. Aaron Rodgers is an example. Maybe more than just Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo. I mean, guys sit and, and they, they they can benefit from that. But most of the time, when you're drafted that high, you've got to, to come in and play right now. And um, th- that's always the case. I mean, look at the NBA. NBA. This happens in the NBA all the time. Guy drafted top 10. He's supposed to be a good player. He's thrown in there. He's not ready. He ends up being a bust. He goes to another team. He's their sixth man off the bench, and he's a really, really good player, and he plays 10, 12 years. But that doesn't work if you draft him in the top 10. It's the same with guards. Leonard Davis, Robert Gallery, they were drafted so high they have to play left tackle because that's what you do when you draft someone that high. They weren't good at left tackle. They got moved to guard, played with a different team, and they were in a better spot. So sometimes the next spot is better. Yeah, you're wasting draft capital, you know, sometimes, but these players need a different environment, and maybe that'll be the case for um, Trey Lance. All right. Uh, Dallas is the name of this one from Yuma, Arizona. He said, after Hunter Lipke's performance Saturday night, do you think he should have been playing more in the first two preseason games? Do you think he has a good spot on this team? I would think he's probably on the practice squad still. Um, 
he did some some good things. I mean, they're trying to figure out the running back position. They're trying to give touches for Deuce. They're giving touches for Malik Davis. They're seeing what Rico Dowdle can do. Rico Dowdle showed you what he can do, and now he's on the team. So I mean, where are all these where are all these carries, um, you know, coming from? I mean, I think I think they gave him a good opportunity there. I if they're going to keep Hunter Lipke, I don't see them keeping four tight ends. So something's got to give there. Um, he does have linebacker build, and that and they're short on linebackers, so he could help you in the in pre in the um, special teams. But I don't really foresee. I don't. I don't know if he makes it. I really. I think he's a practice squad guy again. And I've said this. I think on the mailbag this morning, the, the roster cut is not like it used to be. It used to just be this really big deal. You cut down to fifty three, and then you add seven guys on your practice squad. Whatever. But now you're adding 16 guys to your practice squad. And more than anything, you can move them up on game day. So they're all still part of the family. And it, it, you've got you know almost 70 guys to work with. You could cut a player right now. He's on your practice squad. He could play in the Giants game. So it's not as, it's not as dramatic as it used to be, uh, the cut down day. So that's... That, and that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, I, I like the rule. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I just think it's probably one that um, it, it was, it was more, it was much a big deal. It was a big deal way back in the day than it is right now. So, all right, Marvin from Maryland says T. Billy Johnson, that's number eighty receiver, has uh, some veteran experience. He's caught more than two balls in his NFL career. How would he fit as a fifth or sixth receiver? Don't think he does. Don't think he fits in here for, for this team uh, at that position. Showed some speed, did some nice things uh, in practice. He had a couple of really good practices toward the end of Oxnard. He was kind of catching people's eye a little bit. But um, not really. Don't, don't really think that, that he'll be one of the guys that they keep. I think they keep five receivers for sure. Jalen Brooks, I don't know. I, I think you could probably get him on the practice squad. Simi Fajoko. I, I just don't. I just don't see them keeping six receivers. If there were six that you just had to have on your team, they would. But I think it stops at five, and that includes Turpin. And then, and then you can add them on game day if you need to. You don't have two or three on the practice squad. Maybe, maybe two. Um, Jackie. Uh, I'm sorry, Gary. Jackie Flash. So what's the deal with Jabril Cox? I he had high hopes for him. Uh, isn't. Uh, isn't TJ Bass on the O-line a stud? I see him advancing fast. Tolbert will take over number three wide receiver. Okay, just throwing that in there at the end. Tolbert will take over number three receiver. When? Uh, yeah, probably. At some point in his career here in Dallas, he'll be the number three. I could definitely see that. That could be next year. I don't see it happening this year without an injury. Uh, and I don't know if he's ready for that. I really don't. Expectations are, wow, can this guy make a handful of catches. Can he line up correctly? I mean, that was the expectations for Tolbert. It were, the bar was low after last year, and he had a really good camp because the bar was low. But is he ready to be one of your top three guys? I don't think people would be as excited about Jalen Tolbert if he was one of those guys right now. I think they like him for wide receiver four and a special teams role. What's the deal with Jabril Cox? He just he just didn't, he didn't make a, a lot of plays. He hasn't done a whole lot. Hasn't done anything to really stand out. Um that's that's what happens at linebacker. You got it. You got to figure out how to stand out. And T.J. Bass, yes, he's been good um, as a, as a left guard or as a guard. Uh, he's played left guard, played some right guard. And I, you could see this one coming. You really could. I mean, if you're a three time all 
all Pac-12 first team. Uh, I mean, that's that that just shows that you're you're a good player. You play in different positions. You 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 came in you know into college quickly and made plays. So yeah, I think I think he's it's a good backup to have uh, for sure. All right. Um, let's see. All right. This is now now this is Kevin from Virginia. He should have called. So we could just chat about this back and forth. Uh, but he's already responded about Aaron Rodgers. He says, my point is that Aaron responded by winning back-to-back MVPs. I'm looking at his motivational tool for Dak without the attitude that Aaron gave to love. Great. That would be that would be awesome. I mean, if he could if he could do that. I mean, I understand the point. Um, I, there's just a, there's a lot to that that's still t- hard to to dissect right now because Jordan Love, we're not sure is a good quarterback at all. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of similar to to Trey Lance in that played at a small school, he's got some athletic ability, he's got a live arm and all that, but he's got to put kind of the tools together. Uh, yeah, Aaron did respond with two MVPs. Um, but a, definitely a different situation over there in, in Dallas. And I mean, and sorry, in Green Bay. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think, you know, I think Dak's going to be fine. I don't think this is, this is a, a big deal. I think it's a smart move by the Cowboys to go ahead and do this. Um, are they done with trades? Probably not. I mean, they probably got more to, to do here. I mean, uh, for me, I still think um, you've got to figure out something on the offensive line. I don't know if I'd be ready for Awesome Richards to be the swing tackle. And I don't know if Will Let's Go is that guy either. Um, me, personally, I'm getting a guard tackle veteran. I'm, I'm just going to find one. They're out there. You have to trade for one. You have to trade for one. But but you give me somebody that's played in the game, in the games at tackle, at guard. You know, Chuma Idoga could be that guy, but uh, he's he's banged up right now and don't know if he's going to be ready to go. Um and then, and then other you know other spots. Uh, let's look at cornerback too. Jordan Lewis. That's going to be an interesting move tomorrow. See if the Cowboys move him to the pup list um, to reserve pup, which means he'd be out four weeks, or do they just put him on the fifty-three man roster? Probably not ready for week one, but could be ready if they leave him on the roster. It'd be very similar to Michael Gallup last year, where you know he was able to play uh, before that four-week window. So I think that that'll probably happen for him. Um, I think I think in talking to him after after the game in the locker room, uh, Jordan Lewis sounded like he would probably be a guy that would be ready to go uh, week one. I'm sorry, week one, but week two, week three, but definitely not on the pup. All right, uh, let's get another one here. This is um, let me try to get one more before we end the show. How about Ryan from North Carolina? says, why do I never hear NFL teams signing players from the CFL? Well, and he also talks about the CFL talent is higher than the USFL players that are being signed by NFL teams. There's a lot more leagues now. I mean, um, the CFL, it, it happens. But from my understanding, they play they play at a different time where you, you're not going to get a lot of players ready to go, ready to play in the NFL right then. Um, and, and then the, the the talent pool has been watered down just by other leagues. I mean, you got the XFL, you got the USFL, and you got you also have the the CFL. So, and not to mention that, but there's there's more spots on the practice squad now. There's, I mean, there's there's more, it's a lot better to stay in the NFL as a practice squad player than to go and to go on another league. And yeah, it would be nice if, if they kept your rights and you could go play. That's why I do think there needs to be some kind of 
G League or something. I, I, I think the I think the Cowboys need I mean the NFL needs to figure out how to capitalize on, on these leagues and maybe figure you know, like they used to do with NFL Europe and you could kind of keep tabs on them. They need reps in games, they can go play in games, but at the same time you have the rights. Uh, I think and and I think that would drive up ratings even more, knowing that you're watching these games and they have some kind of connection to your to your NFL team. So that would be my thought. I'm sure it's easier said than done. But uh, it would it would be nice to to see that. I just think that the the addition of the extra practice squad spots have been the reason for for that, and and how these leagues just don't have a ton of talent. They have some. We've seen it. Kevante Turpin, uh, you know, he's a he's a Pro Bowl All Pro type uh, returner. Uh, he was the MVP of their league. Brandon Aubrey was really good in the USFL. Um, he was, you know, he made first team All USFL. So as as a kicker, and the Cowboys are hoping that they'll steal another one. Uh, to help the special teams. All right, that'll do it for for this edition of Cowboys Storyline. We'll be back on Wednesday, and we'll be answering your questions there. The roster will be cut down to 53, so we'll be talking about that as we're getting closer and closer to the regular season. Until then, I'm Nick Eatman. Thanks to Chris Bean. We'll see you next time on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!